Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect While I feast, the label's picking up the check Then I leave to catch my set The audience never forgets When I'm on stage, there's serotonin drips With each phrase from my lips Buddy, how y'all doing? This is so awkward Uh, (laughs) Hold on, I probably should start that over What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Recognition and Respect with your boy Sneaky on the La Clica Podcast Network. Um, there's obviously a lot going on right now. This is uh, this is being recorded on April second. The last podcast I did was in January, and obviously, uh, if you're listening to this in the future or you're on another planet or something, it's the uh, coronavirus epidemic pandemic crisis going on right now and um a lot of emotions but mainly I'm feeling uh feeling guilt you know um I had actually decided to put the podcast kind of on the back burner you know and I actually had all the gear picked up and I told Rick from La Clica like I'm sorry dude like I don't have time to podcast right now because I had a lot going on for myself, honestly, um, and I can't. I was producing a couple of shows. I canceled all that and uh, started focusing really on music. And for those who have been following Recognition and Respect since season one, one of the biggest points of the podcast and the business and everything that I was doing was to eventually push my music. And I had expressed so many times that I was not happy with you know, the fact that I wasn't making more music, performing more music, and it just so happened that um, I joined a crew, the Monster Mashup Clan, who you will hear today on today's episode, and uh, as you're going to find out, you know, they kind of changed my whole life uh, musically, and um, my career, quote-unquote, started taking off, you know, new project, shows potential tour some big some big things coming up and uh i kind of said yeah i can't do podcasts anymore podcasting anymore and um and then the coronavirus hit and everything got canceled and venues and residencies and restaurants and everything kind of just went away and um I did not feel like doing shit. I was devastated, you know. The last time I DJed was uh, March 14th for Indy's uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration. And that was literally right before the lockdown got implemented and businesses, like, couldn't have a lot of people and had to close and all of that. So, yeah, it's we're, like, day 19 right now of the quarantine Um, and, you know, for the first, I was devastated, broke, um, you know, no income, uh, lots of uncertainty. And I'm telling you, like, the Mub Clan, you know, thanks to Face, uh, really got to, um, you know, he really motivated me to stay productive, stay active. And honestly, like... 
I'm still doing like a huge balance of not doing anything and wallowing in like depression and kind of just like, you know, understanding the gravity of the situation. But I'm also like looking for some kind of normalcy, you know, like some something to to pass the time and to feel to feel useful and with a purpose, you know, and so um he really motivated that like you know the first thing i thought of was like we could podcast from home like if we can't go out we can't be at venues and we can't be in big crowds we could podcast that's small and i converted my apartment into a podcast studio (laughs) and um been ordering gear to go live and i'm doing like a live stream on facebook right now the recognition and respect podcast page and i'm also recording this on oh that was awkward i'm also recording this on uh, the gopro uh so that there will be audio video component and um i'm figuring how to figuring out how to get guests to live stream and be here via facetime or zoom um display sharing all that so yeah there's a little bit of guilt that i'd put all the podcasting shit away and now podcasting is kind of what's saving me you know it's kind of ironic and uh yeah so face barlos and myself the monster mashup plan at least the the rapper performer portion of it recorded a podcast right when he got back from Ecuador and we were just kind of on a mission to spread hope and supplies and distribute information and so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here now you know like CDC is telling people to wear masks so like a lot of people are, are creating masks so I'll be putting together a list of you know companies local businesses that are trying to do masks and trying to do good things and um you know, there's food drop-offs and there are educational materials and all kinds of things that I'm trying to, like, really bring to the folks because, you know, now we're extended until April, until May. And so we're going to need things to keep us sane, to keep us normal, to, you know, to engage us. And I'm hoping that this podcast and um, my guests and conversations and thoughts really are helpful because it's helpful to me. And I've learned this, I learned this on season one that sometimes just getting up and recording something and just kind of putting it out there and just putting their thoughts out and being truthful and vulnerable. Um, it's therapeutic and also people relate to it. So coming back to do the podcast, um, this was the first week that I felt I woke up and felt inspired and motivated and felt like being productive. And I thought, you know, I already had all the gear here. It was sitting here. So we did a podcast. And then for basically two weeks, I was just not doing a damn thing. Just binge watched uh, all kinds of things on Netflix and Disney Plus, And I just totally vegged out and, uh, this was the first week I woke up and was like, yo, I want to do something. So season two, episode five, here we are. Um, I'll be, so basically 
Oh, excuse me. The Mup Clan um, put together a Patreon page to try to generate income for supplies and to fund projects and artists on our team and our network that had really got taken a blow from all this. And so um, the audio and the video are up behind the paywall, but I got permission to leak, you know, give the audio out and put it on the La Clica podcast in hopes that it could reach more people and we could do more good with it, you know, because essentially the whole point is to keep hope and humanity alive and try to bring whatever we can. So that's the, um, the plan, really. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm reading my notes over here. And I'm also obviously a little stoned. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so uh, podcast is back. It's coming back in a big way. Um, I'm still releasing season one. So uh, this will be released tomorrow. April 3rd and then on April 7th season one episode four with nude cosmetics will be re-released on Spotify and the La Clica podcast network and I also have an update from Nikki about what's going on right now and and what she's promoting and that's kind of going to be the format until I can you know bring guests via Skype webcam zoom whatever um Season one will just be recaps and kind of updates from the artists or the the guests of what they're doing now and how they're coping and if they have any new projects or things that they're working on to like get through. I'll be trying to like put that out. So, and then season two will be my personal thoughts and the guests that I can get as soon as I get all my screen sharing. And there's honestly, I'll probably do an episode where I just explain more in depth about what was going on and why I canceled the podcasting stuff, like legitimately and kind of like the, it's been a journey. It's still, I still don't have everything I need a hundred percent right now. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's been a journey of like getting all the pieces together and realizing, you know, I got one thing and then something else doesn't, it's not compatible, doesn't work. And then I got another piece. And so, yeah, I'm hoping to have all of that situated and be able to bring you a conclusion to that adventure. And um, yeah, just be bringing new content, new thoughts and any information. So if there's anybody out there and obviously like, I've been reaching out through my networks already, and I will be um, compiling, aggregating some kind of resources page, either in the um, description of the show or on my website or something. And so, you know, obviously there's a lot of organizations and companies and people that are doing a lot more than what. I am and what I'm capable of, but I'm just trying to do my part. So, and then again, if you are doing well and you have supplies or you have extra income or, you know, you've been deemed essential and you're, you know, you're doing well, if you can 
support with anything on the Patreon, you know, from as little as a dollar to whatever you feel you can. Um, everything helps. And uh, if not, if you're donating to other organizations and doing better stuff with that money, I totally understand. I just, you know, like I said, um, this hit me hard. Um, obviously, I am privileged and blessed and a lot of people including myself worked really hard to get the situation that I'm in and I was able to suspend all my bills and basically have no I have no financial income but I also don't have anything that I have to be paying right now so I'm kind of like like uh, I washed you know I, I broke even um so I'm okay but I'm trying to do more I'm trying to build more I'm trying to expand you know I'm hoping that when this is all over um I'm in a position to bounce back you know so um I've been rambling I'm obviously out of practice and I'm dealing with a lot more things. I'm going live on uh, Facebook and I got the GoPro and um, eventually like I'm going to have more things involved. Um, but yeah, in spite of everything, I still feel like in personally, my life's good. Um, I do know some folks that have been impacted, that are sick, that have passed, that are recovering. So this is very real to me, but at the same time, we are people, you know, we endure, we, our ancestors have gone through much more hardship, this isn't the first pandemic plague, you know, things are gonna happen, people are gonna die, and, you know, there will be at some point, there will be a horizon and a light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, when we get there, you know, whoever is able to weather this storm, when we get there, we get there together. We get there stronger and, you know, we bounce back. And I have no doubt that people are resilient and that, you know, we've seen better for sure. I don't know if I've seen anything worse than this but I feel like personally I've gone through worse than this so I'm sure we all have our personal struggles that we've overcome you know that have led us to this point so it's just one more thing to build character a reminder that we're all on this earth together and that you know as much as people try to separate us this is the kind of event where everybody is one human race going through a pandemic epic proportions and yeah I've never felt more together than having to be having hearing everybody having to be alone you know and finding it so difficult so my twitter's popping don't follow me there if you're not ready for super lewd rated m for mature triple x shit because you know everybody on there is just venting going crazy <laughs> shock value so uh 
follow me on all my Instagrams. I've been posting up portions of the video from today's episode, um, from the conversation you're about to hear. And uh, yeah, at official sneaky at sneaky ENT and the recognition and respect podcast has its own Instagram, which is rec respect. So R E C respect pod. So uh, with no further ado, this uh, episode, episode one was recorded of the monster cast. Yeah, it was recorded on um march 19th i believe (laughs) i'm actually not logged into all that right now let me look it up real quick just like get you that uh that information yeah huge shout out to abe for uh the gopro and um la clica rick for letting me get the uh gear back and shout out to Rulis for upgrading the internet and uh, making sure that the complex could be broadcasting streams and shit. And um, I appreciate all of y'all, man. Whoever's listening, whoever's reached out and supported and FaceTime me, send me text messages, words of encouragement, listen to the new record. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And, uh, yeah, I'll be doing, be going way more into detail with everything that was going on before the, uh, pandemic. So get ready for that. Also, I figure I have so much time and I had so many projects that I told myself I was going to do and never did. And I just feel like, um, yeah, what a better time to do all this shit that I have just sitting around that. I always told myself I was too busy to get done or there wasn't any value to it. And now it's like I have an abundance of time and I'm searching for value (laughs) and uh, personal self-worth, you know, in, you know, my experiences and what I can bring to people. So as uh, depressing as all that sounds and is, and I'm not going to front, And I'm pretty sure everybody's feeling a little depressed these days, but I feel like we can find joy in little victories that we have, count your blessings, you know, text people, FaceTime people, call people, connect, you know, find a way. People are virtual raving and live streaming and yeah, there's a whole new wave and a whole new society being created right now and yeah find some solace and some joy in the fact that people are so adept to adapt you know shout out to everybody on the front lines like i said i got people personally affected who are out there trying to save lives and now they're worried about their own people have lost their lives this shit's serious Stay home and uh, enjoy this conversation that the Mub Clan had on March 19th, recorded right here. And if you want to see the video and also 
other behind the scenes backstage stuff like freestyles and um random conversations that uh the mup clan is having during these times become a patron and support this new movement uh, so without further ado enjoy the convo and i'll see y'all later welcome to la rona podcast with the mup clan what's good y'all it's the mighty mup clan we are the resistance the resistance is hope baby let's go so i'm sneaky i'm face and I am Barlow's. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Hey, he's Barlow's. Why do they call you Barlow's? He's not a blood. I'm not a blood. <laughs> That's facts. All right. Everybody always thinks that. Who's bracking? We're bullying. Nah, nah, Well, let's start this off. Let's, bars. let's, let's start this off with a toast. Oh, my I, God. Can, oh, you, can you pour my, me my up real, little, real brief little, light? little subsuelo cognac. We won't name oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all merchandising purposes, we. Uh, you want to be advertised, bitch? Oh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, you got that. Uh, you want to be advertised? You better pay us. Yeah, I'm covering the uh, this. Yeah, cup. you you cover that. All right, let's just say to health and success. Health, wealth, success, and mucho sexo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <coughs> oh shit! Woo. We're down the wrong too. Jesus, That's amateur hour. Uh, you know I put you on this. <laughs> I'm drinking Henny. You did. And I'm drinking Remy. That <laughs> um, explains enough. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. The okay. Beginning. Um, basically, we're starting this podcast because all of our events have been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we are about the good of the community, and sometimes the community uh, event throwers, such as ourselves, has to look out for the community that might not even know what's best for themselves. So it's good to me that we are stopping the events, that events were stopped, because everybody's health is by far the most important thing. We want to make sure everybody's good, their older people are good, their young kids are good, and, you know, we might be good from this, but... The people that go to our events then go and hit their network of people that might be affected foul, you know? Yeah, man. It's better to be safe than sorry at this time. Exactly. Times. That part. And so uh, if you've been living under a rock and you have no idea what's going on or you're listening to it far in the future and you just come across this audio file in the interwebs, in the space, digital, whatever the fuck. Or you're time traveling, like at those. We're living in a pandemic like, right now. Like creator from the simpsons you know <laughs> we're in the uh coronavirus pandemic it is uh march 18th Did I saw it? 19th march 19th sorry i've been sleeping all day 19th street on my block <laughs> uh, march 19th 2020 and essentially um we had a big event coming up called hip hops and due to safety concerns and all that we had to cancel it and like face said you know, it's a bummer, but the health of uh, the world really comes first. And this is like a global pandemic now. So, um, yeah, obviously, if you're tuning in on current time, you definitely know what's going on. We hope I hope you're safe. I hope you have everything you need. And uh, if you don't, feel free to reach out to us. We're going to get into that a little let, bit more later. Let us know. Yeah, we'll get into that. We will. But uh, so we're the Mup Clan and hip hop's is faces baby it's my baby and so we thought shit if we can't do events and go out and bring people together then we're just gonna fucking create content to give y'all so that we could like stay in touch and um get keep getting the message out and really keep 
bringing oh. people together in a digital format, you know? See, see, at least we have this this day and age. I mean, we can still keep I know. Can you imagine this before? Bro. Like, we would have been writing letters to each other and shit. Well, how would we get mailed? Again? Yeah. I mean, the post office is still going, right? Oh, right. It is. It is. It is. It's essential. Now. It's essential, right? For now. You're going to need to get me a hawk so I could train it and send it a little papelito <laughs> and stuff. Oh, no, nah, man. Foot. Just hit up Mike Tyson. <laughs> get the pigeons. Got you, bro. Um, Shout out, Mike. <laughs> so, yeah. The hip-hops. Yeah. Hip-hops is my baby, man. It's, it's, it's whole thing was, if anybody knew me for the last few years, I'm a connoisseur of the arts of alcohol. Um, for consumption, so <laughs> this fool likes to drink. Why right? trying to be all uh, uppity with see, it? <laughs> see how he said connoisseur. He lets you know he's like, well, I'm a fancy one. All right, I'm an alcoholic. No, no I'm a drunk because alcoholics go to meetings. You dig? <laughs> but um, no. The 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 fact is that I got this crazy opportunity, and it was it was at this kind of spiraling moment where like i had just recently lost all my music and i was trying to find out what like all my hard drives crashed and i was trying to find out what what was the next step if there was a next step you know i was getting older and as everybody knows hip-hop is a young man's sport is Uh, it though i mean it really isn't but but that was the myth that we're shattering oh i'm still young so i'm just not that young um so I got this opportunity, this crazy opportunity. Shout out to Melissa from Golden Road uh, Pub LA. Um, I got this crazy opportunity, thanks to her, to throw this hip-hop event. And their vision, which has always been my vision, was to bring every single pillar of what originated to become hip-hop together and bring it to a new, new group of people that might not necessarily know the true core of hip-hop and since it is a brewery golden road um to introduce the brewery like the craft beer connoisseurs such as myself um into the hip-hop knowledge and they gave me basically free reign they were like yo we trust you we're gonna give you this and this opportunity and we'll see how it goes and honestly it ignited my career um, again, and it gave me an opportunity to bring what I envisioned as hip hop to the people. And I brought in Dale's spot, which is Jelani. He's not here. And then I brought in, of course, Barlos. And then I brought in at the time my DJ was uh, and producer for a lot of my tracks was uh, Zion from the Do Right. And um, we created something beautiful. We, I, I, I decided. Well, me and Jelani decided that we were going to try to book uh, people from every community of hip-hop in LA that we can um if you if you're from LA you know that there's many I want to say sex of hip-hop s-e-c-t-s not s-e-s sex sex of, it's of, a sectarian uh, culture yeah in in LA um you know from the east LA the northeast LA the south central Lamert, um the west side uh, west covina the ie and in our whole and um Sela, of course uh southeast los angeles huntington park who sneaky is the unofficial mayor of um, <laughs> <laughs> um so, so i've been told yeah so the well so the the whole the whole vision was was realized the first one we got verbs from Lamert, Mescal from Boyle Heights East Los, uh Jay Roz. I'm not sure where her origin is, but you know, she represents that real, real hip hop and DJ Ethel's just happened to jump on. Um, Hope from I believe Pomona or the super far east side. Um 
Fafa Eastside. Fafa Eastside. Um, I I can't think of anybody else off the first one originally right now, but it was amazing. And we had the LA Breakers come through and do their thing. It, it was awesome, and and it ignited something I think beautiful and something that anybody who was there at any of them can say was true hip hop and true bomb brew. And it's my baby. And what was hip hop's for you, Barley Dose? Um. To be honest, at first, I I didn't know where the vision was going. Like, I seen the plan, but, like, from where it was day one to what it is now, basically, like, putting everybody together and just the whole vibe. Like, you walk in there, like, you got the vendors. Everybody's not doing the same stuff, same shit. Like, everybody's got a different sense of origin, not just through the music, but, like, the artistic value of it, you know? Like, from the vendors to the food to the drinks that we had it even had like a musical concept you know what i mean so even like a hip-hop concept yeah they had the micheladas with the with the chili fritos like you would get in the hood they had, and then they had that get down james brown like they had oh, the yeah. esquites like you know people wanted to see what was good and honestly a lot of there's a lot of bullshit out here it's really saturated with that like oversaturated. yeah oversaturated and people love to like basically imitate what everybody else is doing so i felt like when he had, like, the vision about the brewery in Glendale, like, nobody's touched that side. Dude, everybody thought I was crazy for doing a show in Glendale. They're like, oh, the brewery's going to shut you down, blah, blah, blah. Like, cool. That means that it's going to work because you guys are hating. So you guys <laughs> like, didn't think oh, about oh, that. Wednesday in Glendale for L.A. hip-hop? I'm like, baby, if you build it, you will come. Haven't you seen Wayne's World? Come on, let's go. I mean, dude, when, you, when they give you, man, it's corporate America. They give you the, sh- the shittiest day of the week. You, it's you a can, challenge. They're like, yeah, well, well, it's, it's a, like if you say who, if you are who you say you are, are like a Wednesday see. crack, yeah. you know. And if you know me, I never lie about who I am. I mean, after that, it just took off, took off, and I'm just, I'm seeing people always wanting to get on it, like. It just I mean people could flex about their events, look, but I'm and I don't even like to flex, but I'm gonna tell you right now, our worst night was 250 people. I mean, you got all, <laughs> all it is. <laughs> What do you mean, which is a success on so many like saying, uh, yeah. metrics, you know? I That's just want to hear. I want to hear anybody else who had a monthly event in LA that was hip hop to the core and paid out every single person that performed and had that many. You, you just gotta, you uh, know, frequent. We had we had the team. We had the people that were on the same page, Patriots. trying to push it at the same time, Patriots. and like. You know, shout out to the ill spot and the promo team. Like, you know, even including, I was, we were all doing heavy footwork ourselves. You know what I mean? But like, man, that's 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 the tip of the iceberg, so, bro. So, so, so another part, and I, I don't mean to. No, cut no, go you ahead. Off, go ahead. Go ahead. The other part is Sneaky came to this. Me and Sneaky met at the first hip hop. So Sneaky, what? First off. Everybody who's heard prior podcasts know <laughs> how we started off. And if they haven't, they need to go back, check out re- uh, Recognition and Respect um, from from Sneaky. You can find it on all of Sneaky's uh, social media. Yeah, it's medias. on YouTube. It's, uh, it's on the podcast app. It's on uh, SoundCloud, all that. So if you just type in Sneaky Face um, per- Recognition Respect, pretty sure it'll come up. Yeah, probably, definitely. You also, know word saying? of mouth. So, so, so Sneaky... What is hip hops and what what did you okay so you walked in not knowing what to expect obviously nobody did that hadn't been there it was the first one what what did you first get from it because I'm kind of I don't know if I ever asked you that but what did you first get from it and then what did it begin to mean to you well so for me um, by the time y'all threw hip hops I had already been throwing my monthly event um, I do remember that like 
was like your second one. It was like I've been doing it for like four months already. Oh, that was like so, um, and obviously, like we said, there was already like a saturation, and there was other people that were like pretty much trying to do all the same shit. And I was really about like production value, you know? Like if you're gonna put on a show, like when hmm. people show up, I wanted to like it needs to look good, it needs Bow. to feel good, it needs to smell good, you know? Like the bar needs to cater, right? So like my event had the five dollar drinks, and when we first started, it was like fucking five shots for ten dollars or some shit like that so um (laughs) yeah to anybody that was like that was my whole thing is like production and like event like execution and not just like putting up some speakers in a room and having people like rap you know and also curation like who's rapping how does it sound how does how does the speaker sound how do the microphones sound like to me all that shit super important and i was feeling like that was lacking in a lot of the other events I went to and the people I would try to work with, like they didn't find that shit important. And so to me, that was like a turn off or like a red flag, like not wanting to fuck with them really, right? right? So when I saw y'all did a call to artists and I saw like who was involved and how it looked and like the location and all that. And I was like, well, this is already looks impressive, you know? So let me try to get in touch with these folks. <laughs> and we all know how that went. Uh, no response, whatever. And then, you know, I ran into Jelani a couple of times while he was doing promo for hip hops and I was doing promo for speakeasy. And I was like, and then, uh, you know, I had a homegirl who was doing the art. Oh yeah. She person. did that art. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So, she who shall not be named. so I was like, I told Jelani, Oh yeah. Like my homegirl's on this event. And he's like, that's my event. That's how we met. And I was like, Oh yeah. Cause I'm I rem- super I remember bad. when he came through, he was <laughs> super tall wearing his sneaky gear with his, with his dreads. I remember I thought he was a joke. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, I, di- I didn't have the fit like I have it now. So. I know. I just, I just didn't know what to expect from a Latino who was wearing a pirate bandana that said his name on it. And, and some dicky and, shorts. And locks yeah. and some dicky shorts. Yeah, like, was definitely I was like, oh, place. shit, this nigga is tall as fuck. What's going on out here? Like, pretty much like, what's in the water? I was like, just on my high school swag still, you know? Like, I mean, I just, it wasn't even like I was trying to judge you. It was just like, I just was like, who is this goofy ass fool right here? And right, right, right. And I tell, I tell him, I'm like, well, he's the guy that hit me up. I tried to tell him to hit you up and he never responded. I'm like, like, oh, that's him. He just like, quit. Yeah. Okay, I, I let so, that in response. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get involved, but by chance, uh, I ended up being there early. H- h- by h- chance, yeah. Well, chance, you know. We make our own chances, right? So I ended up uh, showing up early to help set up, and I feel like that was. And I always like doing this. I like showing up early and watching the event unfold. And Which like, is what you should do, guys. Yeah. If you want to be part of something, Tip if you want to build, uh, you guys should be the first ones there and the last ones to leave. And trust me, that's how I made so many of my moves. And also, like, people just think you're part of it. And that worked out later on down the line because people of. were like, isn't this sneaky shit? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nah. <laughs> Well, anyway, by the third one, so, I want to say he was officially part of it. Yeah, and I mean, that was the thing. I walked in, I saw the amount of setup. I saw Zion with the lights and the sounds and the wireless microphones and the mixing board with the effects. So I just saw all the things that, like, I would think is tight, you know, like the things that I wanted to do and y'all were executing. I'm going to be real. I, I was impressed myself by what we put together. I was like, shit, we did this. And that was like kind of the first time, I think, that we... Well, I realized that this is my life. <laughs> like, this is what we do. Um, and so I wanted to be a part of it. And I, against all resistance, I continued to always contribute and try to add value and be an asset and never ask or expect anything in return. And that was just my way of being, showing that I was authentically just trying to, yeah. like, make it dope. Like, 
Even under threats of violence, Sneaky persevered. Don't ever underestimate the sneakiness. So, I mean, that's what it meant to me. And like, I think that was my introduction to the Mupp clan, even though I didn't know it was the Mupp clan. And uh, I don't think anybody knew at that point. And I think this is where probably we should tell people the Mupp clan origin story and what is it because we've been hashtagging it and we have a Facebook page now. We've been putting out content Take it down as the Mupp clan. So, like, so I'm the only original member of the Mupp clan here. Uh, Monster Mashup clan. Started. This is where we put like some fucking, uh, like some, some flashback music. Dun, dun, Back dun. to when Face had a faux hawk. Um, <laughs> he did. Hey, yeah, with the Remember that emo screamo music I was telling you about chin, earlier, With bro? the chin strap. <laughs> the used. <laughs> bad. <laughs> bad. You knew, um, all, you knew the eight bars, my bad. He was like singing it over. He got in a little trance. He went back in his head. He was, oh, Face has been there at Novocaine when I'm like, and he's just like, this is this was my crew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fuck with it. I, think I, I feel like I fuck with all music that makes me feel something, even if it's a cringe. Um, <laughs> slight burn. Never mind. Nah, sorry, it was nah. good. It was good. It was good. Um, oh, you see? You already know. I almost went in. Um, all right. So, Mup Clan, original member, origin story. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Mup Clan, Monster Mashup Clan started off with me. Um, this guy who was my DJ, incredible DJ, Joshi Washi, and this fool named Angelino, um, who was also an MC, one of the best people I've ever been on stage for with when we, when we meshed, we meshed. And the whole thing started off, uh, you know, we, we each had our individual draw, we each had our individual movements, and we didn't want to take away from that. So we just said, you know, man, we're like some monsters. And then and my other homie was like, so Joshi, Joshi Washi was like, we're like some monsters mashed up. And I was like, yo... That should be us. And then I remember Angelino was like, uh, I don't like that name. I was like, Monster Mashup Clan? And everyone was like, yeah, 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 let's roll with it. Because Boop-Tang. Yeah, Boop-Tang. <laughs> you know, uh, can't even lie. That had a lot to do with it. And then we just started calling ourselves Mup Clan. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the name when I first heard it either. You don't have to like the name. You're part of it now, so you got to <laughs> rep it. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, there could probably be catchier names, but it's just this this still to this day um represents what we are um and and the crew grew uh a lot at one point we had like 12 members um Ain't but no point to switch the name now nigga yeah we had we had, <laughs> nah, we, had, nah, we, had nah. we had 12 members <laughs> we, on. we were performing with the drummer a dj a, a guitarist like it was it was lit for a little bit but you know so it was like a band it was it was like a hip-hop band it was dope but it also was, like a hip-hop crew and also yeah. like a production team and yeah. also like well even before i got that they were already doing that stuff we were killing it i man. already knew about them but people like i was booking the shows and they would put my name and then i'd put put mup clan under my name and because I was booking the show, you know, people get greedy. And I'm like, yo, man, you book the shows. We could do it with your name first and then Mup Clan. I don't care. But I'm booking it. I'm going to do what I do. It'll be face recognized and then Mup Clan recognized. Eventually, everybody got, you know, uh, unfortunately, my homie Joshi Washi, you know, he had some mental health issues. He kind of fell off. But um, I hope he's doing good wherever he is. Um, Angelino had his own issues. And the rest of the crew kind of just fell off. It fell apart, but Angelino did bring Barlos to the fold, so I feel like that's where Phase Two began. Of because you know that first thing was Phase One. Phase Two began when Barlos came in the picture, and for a while it was like Mub Clan was on the back burner, which was facing Barlos, and then Jelani came into the picture and the ill spot, and we were like, damn, you know what? Like you're still crew, like you're gonna be crew. We're gonna represent Mub Clan. He, Jelani was all with it. Sneaky came into the fold. Boom. 
another member of the Mub Clan, another monster doing his own thing, um, representing Southeast LA to the fullest, you know, an official mayor style. And then finally, Sesh came into the picture. Sesh Juan. And then you know we have we have our like um. <coughs> our, our allies, you know, um, Street Rebirth is the umbrella over this. Smurf, Smurf is always going to be a member of the Mup Clan. Shout out um, to the boy Smurf. And we got Basehead Beats with Ink, which is like falls under the umbrella of my old, my old crews way back in the day. And uh, you know, there's there's far more people we work with. Subsuelos put us on in a lot of ways. Shout out to Preach. Yeah, Preach the Truth. Preach I mean, he's truth. like he's he's an unofficial member for for sure. I don't know if he if he knows yeah. it. We need to find a monster out. But um. Yeah, Look that's out. the Mub Clan, man. Um, <laughs> now phase three is this where we're at now. The resistance, um, the resistance. So, so I mean, when you guys came into it, I never really asked you guys this. What, what did Mub Clan even seem to to you when I brought it up? Um, let's go with you first, Barlos. Proud. Well, you know my story, but I'm a, you don't know it, so I'm gonna let every, everybody else know. Like, I used. To, Used to live on Drew Street yeah, when I was getting, I got kicked out. You know, you going through your little things and stuff. If like, you're from LA, Drew Street is yeah. infamous. Um, so, I oh, had some roommates, people I couldn't trust, I couldn't get through. Like, so we took, you know, I could really rap, bro, but like, I was not never taking it serious. Like, even when I met Face, he was like, rap for me. I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna rap right now. Fucked up. Not happening. Oh, I remember that. That and, was way and, before. Yeah, like, yeah. so when I got to Drew, like, nigga set up, like, you know, this. The hood studio, like you put the two pillows, the like <laughs> in the closet, like you got the mic, like did this with the homie Aaron Sample, like he he, he gets down in his beats, whatever. So, um, I just got, I kept getting shunned, bro. Like nobody was listening to my shit, but there's, Son, for real, shunned. There's, there's a there's a the homie named Brian. He he was like from the army, like he he moved in with us too. It was one of those places, you know. And he like always was in my ear, but with real positive shit. He's like, bro, you can fucking rap. Just keep to it. Just keep doing it. Don't, don't pay no attention because these fools don't want you on on their shit. Because the other homies rapping better than you. right now, maybe. But watch, they don't know. I, and he saw me every day. I used to just sit there, sit there, sit there. So Angel started coming through, and I knew Angel already with the big homie Z. He's shout out to Zion. Yeah, he's man. he's also a monster. He's just fucking so you know, he's 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 a he's part of the Mub Clan. He's definitely extended. so he brought he brought me over. He's like just, on the reserves right now. So when I got to the yeah. studio, it was it was exactly what I, I imagined. You know what I mean? Like in my head, like it just manifested it through something. I don't know what. Like just my hard work. Like kept coming through. Just watched. Kept my place. Cause face at the time, you know the deal. Somebody somebody's in their domain. Like a king in their in in their in their castle, mm-hmm. don't mess with it. Like just and people don't know how to register that without feeling like, oh fuck this fool. I'm like, well, he's like, you don't have to be here then. This is my shit. You <laughs> know fuck what I mean? Beating, like, so, <laughs> so like, I used to sit there and like just pay attention. Like, B Rude was in there, a group of DJs that would get down, bro. Yeah, EDM producers e- too. EDM, so they would have their Rude little blocks. You know what it. I mean? But. Everybody would be involved in each other's projects, like so. I saw their work ethic and just I just sat there for like four or five months, bro. Really didn't say a word, just say hello. Like he wouldn't pay no mind, just say hello, like respectfully. That's it, and they just go work. And okay, so hold on. For so me, you were like one of those dudes just chilling in the studio. Like, yeah, I was just trying. Like, was like you were like you were, you were like like that. It's almost like that cliche. 
hip-hop entourage shit where there's just a bunch of people and some people are just like chilling and partying and smoking and some people are actually working some people are just like there to be in the room and shit the mad lab studio was uh like a high key after party studio vibe lounge rent like it did everything for us it was our center you know um yeah and and literally like it was really nice at one point obviously when you got to it it had been like flooded already a couple times whatever but no to speak it was like a beautiful place for everybody man it was beautiful there was couches i even had the playstation set up in there it was it was it was a vibe so what what, i didn't trust anybody at all like not even the way i wrote so like when i would write i would close the door and everybody would be chilling in the lounge area and i'd be working in the booth i mean in in the in the control room by myself and then when i felt like all right this is something people i would test it out on them you know but um he would sit there and he would he put up a bro like I'm talking about like I was so I wasn't even disrespectful. I just like I I acknowledged him with a dap. I wouldn't even shake his hand. You know what I'm saying? But that was just how I was with anybody because I knew if you were an MC and you were coming into my dojo, um, I had to be ready to kill you at any moment. You know? Just waiting. Well, he came. So one day I was freestyling by myself trying to get something out, and I left the door open subconsciously maybe on purpose but i don't remember doing it on purpose and this one just comes in and just we freestyled at each other for an hour it wasn't like battling it was like a cypher for an hour like we was no, killing everybody it. Came, so it was just us two everybody smoked a cigarette outside and they came in and they were like what's going on right now it like, was like monsters going sat. at it real quick like what you and got the, the homie <laughs> angel was right here but he just got he just got cut in half like me and face would not stop yeah and it was like me, me me and bottles were like shut up it's, let's go it's, right, it's time right <laughs> like now not, like not, not literally shut up it but was just, like some fucking goku vegeta type shit like we were training each other yeah, but yeah, we were yeah. testing the limits oh well, it was great and then it just i looked at the clock i was like oh shit it's about it was an like hour. an hour it might have been more than an hour i'm like i gotta hour. go pee he's like good shit homie i just walked out yeah, real then, quick then, like, he got, <laughs> then he got the handshake and the hug <laughs> I mean, dope. and ever since then, then that's like, like that's how you earn the respect, right? A week after that, I think I was like, I'm going to New York to do the show. Who wants to roll with me? I just need a hype man, and he was like, I'm down. Everybody else was like kind of bitches about it, and he was like, I'm down. Like, and bro, I, he's like, you don't I don't like to, that word, bitch. My he's, bad. He's like, <laughs> but it's also so, talk to the mic. It's kind of true though, but like I mean, I'm just saying. Man, like, everybody else was like wankers. Wankers. Well, I've <laughs> never been out out of LA, so that was like. So a, you took the opportunity for sure. Well, I just got paid. Like it was perfect. It was a perfect was time. Boom, boom, and he was like, "Bro, you don't have to go on stage with me." And then when he asked me there, I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I can't lie. I was nervous as hell, man. I knew this, but York I knew some play. of the songs too. Yeah, I was like, New York don't play. It was scary. That's kind of. I was like, whoa. Like, well, I mean, that first time in New York was really, really scary. That's why I was tight. So, what's my plan on you? Um, well, to me, it was like I felt like um, we were already kind of in position when you met us. So, like, Bartos was there, like at the rebuilding stage, right? You were, right. we were already built. Yeah, that earth. We were just quiet. <laughs> Nobody knew who we were yet, but we were already built. So yeah, yeah. Think? So for me, I mean, essentially, like. I I have been doing music for like a long time already, right? Like like ten years, you know. I've been sneaky like since two thousand ten. Like well, the name fits, alright. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's Eve, you know, two thousand and nine, 
transition into like 2010 i made my resolution that i was gonna like do hip-hop put together a band and like be like embody this like sneaky character that i had yeah you you was telling me you was doing in college already right like yeah yeah yeah, so even before that well you was in the band before college yeah, yeah yeah so so uh essentially um after school and all that like when i got back and i was like fuck it I'm gonna try to do this music thing and I started DJing I started doing events and all that like I was trying to team up with people because I already knew like I couldn't do it solo mm-hmm. like back before I had the band and my brother and like other people who were like more involved and like now I had I was looking for a new set of people, people get old right and, or <laughs> yeah, yeah things, or things, or things happen in life greedy dude people people have kids is, people yeah. move on people get married people I did you know all that. music becomes a hobby for never. folks and like never you know earlier I had a lot of like negative feelings but like kind of over time and I think a lot of negative feelings and towards what I didn't mean to cut you off not just like towards those people like I always felt like they let me down and then you know I had to kind of come to terms with like I just I let myself down you know and it was more about like what I had to do and not so much like expecting other folks to like do shit for so me. So when know? you when you hit me, I mean I don't want to say too much. Uh, you saw what we were moving and we were doing. You hit me kind of like not desperate because I know you don't move out of desperation. No monster moves out of desperation or fear. But no, I think like for me it was like at some point like all the circles I was in, I was the top dog, mm-hmm. and I was looking for a team that made me feel like we were. Like, like there was people equally as dope as me. Because at some point, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Well, I, you I don't f- want to be the, the, the best at anything in the room. You always want to put yourself in a room with people who are going to, like, challenge you and are going to, like, be do- as dope as you or, you, you know, like, make up for your weakness and you make up for theirs and, like, together you're stronger, you know? And I well, feel like I wasn't finding that. And when I saw the way y'all were doing your thing and I started chilling and I was getting more embedded in, like, seeing, like the lifestyle and the dedication and hearing you know because this podcast is basically like us trying to summarize like mm-hmm. hundreds of nights of conversations that we had about this whole shit and like why it means so much to us and like to me it was like well this is these are peeps that i would want to fuck with you know so i was to me i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna t- i'm gonna take a chance right here and say Yo, I want to fuck with y'all. Like, do y'all want to fuck with me? Yeah, I remember that conversation. Um, we, I called you, right? Or I told you to call me. You were texting, and then I told you to call me, and I told you, uh, at this point, you had already proven yourself on a lot of levels, which I'm not saying I'm God or anything like that, but for me, for you to earn your trust into my circle is not easy. For me to be, like, accepting of who and what you are around me and my loved ones, because, you know, my crew is my loved ones, their family, um, it's not an easy feat, and you had already done that. And when you hit me about, yo, man, like I need somebody to have my back, and somebody to move with, and somebody to build with, and somebody that's not necessarily less than, but equal and inspiring, or just uh, trying to take advantage of my resources and, th- and, that and that my what, cloud and like all the connections I have and shit. Well, I wasn't trying to like put all that out. That's your information, but yeah, that you hit me with that too, and I was just like, whoa, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog, it is what it is, yeah. man. I was just like, well, you know what, um. On my end, I you know, I am the head of the Mup Clan. You're good on my end, but no. everything Mup Clan 
is voted on and needs to be and new member needs to be decided unanimously and i told him i'll pass it through to the crew which at the time was just barlos and jelani jelani um oh yeah and i, I think that. somebody else but i don't want to talk about that person fuck him um who mike jones <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on yeah so i passed it by everybody and everybody was like yeah hell yeah well, Bartos was more like, we'll give him a chance. But Jelani was like, yeah, yeah, I thought so too. And, uh, well, Jelani's really the one, shout out Jelani for like really like, like saving my ass and like keeper. being in, in like having an intervention and, you know, hey like man, working out a treaty. Don't call us Smooth J for nothing. Putting us on the, the promo team together. Oh, like, so we could both promote yeah, hash, and then hash eventually it hash it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was so, good. It was good. He, yeah, he, he did his thing. So, Chess. I mean, forever, forever thankful to that. Um, Shout too. out that man. Me too. He's, he's a genius. He's dope. And I, I mean, think, you know, he's, he, I'm not to speak for him, but I'm, and I'm pretty sure he said this. Like, he saw that. I was I was really trying to do it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was like, this "Well, he saw that fire in you," and I and, and I feel like that that that's something that monsters do, like um, not just us, but in general, alphas in their Beast, own sectors, animals, whatever they want. They call will themselves. test yeah. each other to see, oh, well, are you like really down for your shit, or are you just full of shit? And you know, uh, like like I say to you guys all the time, most of my best friends, we had altercations in the beginning, and. You know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. That whole that whole theory is my whole thing. It's like I want to know. Tyson. I I don't think I could have a friend, a close friend at least, that has never been in a fight. I mean, my best friends, like my childhood friends, used to like hide from me and not want to hang out with me. And like, yeah, we got into a couple rumbles together uh, and yeah. shit, and like fought. Well, you know, well, each well bro, other, like, like it's it's like that old school saying. It's like if we can't fight in war, I, I can't. Tr- you know what I mean? Like. No, I mean, you I can't was, fight yeah. side by side, bro, and not, not believe that I have your back just as much as you have me, especially in that time. You don't I have to be around crazy me. crazy memory. Like, I'm not going to, like, I, I don't, I've never told either of you this shit, right? Like, but uh, I remember, like, I was in high school, and I had uh, broken up with a girl or, like, something happened. Something had happened, like, some emotion. Like, at that time, it was, like, the most craziest <sighs> emotional shit you could go through, like, as a 15-year-old kid or whatever, right? Everything's so extra when you're young. And I remember, oh, like, yeah. I remember, like, hitting up my homie who was like into kung fu and like and like eventually like he actually became a boxer and he trains like at the boxing gym and shit so like i hit this fool up and i was like yo man like i don't think i don't know if you think i'm crazy or whatever like i'm going through some shit like i need you to just come out here and fight me and he's like all right and we got (laughs) it on the lawn and we squared up and we just started like going at it he hit me in the face a couple times you know like we were going at it and i was like all right dude stop stop like i was like the pool story was great (laughs) oh with us yeah we had some stories like that yeah and so like i mean like we definitely like (laughs) but not us fighting each other i'm not like uh i'm not i'm like more like peace and i don't even think i'm a good fighter like i probably get my ass kicked but i, I know mean, like, nowadays i don't know where i stand in the rankings everybody knows fucking eight different martial arts i grew up doing two and then bro, street fighting y'all yeah, best yeah, believe like, not my to friends get are, your ass whooped all my by, friends are jujitsu like just chill out like like you can't just square up with nobody no more like Hell you're gonna nah. get kicked in the shit and then you're gonna be like i'll shoot no nah, then you'll be on the floor <laughs> and be tapping you out and shit you know not like, even i'll ta- fight no, you but if you're gonna go dire, to sleep i'm gonna shoot you people on the street not gonna let go there's no fucking so so that's ref there so so the mup clan when you when you joined us do you feel like it was different like things changed yeah definitely i mean i feel like with anything right if i if i wouldn't have seen the change i wouldn't have stayed 
I feel it's that. like going the that. same like going vegan and like yeah. when people work out and they yeah. actually like stick with it and yeah. it starts they start seeing the you change start feeling it. And then yeah. like you want to keep going right like so you saw the positive i mean because there was some moments i know there was some moments i know for for you where it was like kind of got into some semi-gangster shit you were like hold up <laughs> well i mean it gets gangster not just not just that there was definitely times where i was like damn i don't think i'm comfortable with all that but there's also like that whole thing of like time and like uh-huh. making it worth it and like being efficient and like not just kicking it and getting fucked up right in the beginning that i was like not i was like i was like i don't think we're doing all the shit that we said we were gonna do you know but like, we were that's <laughs> but i mean like yeah. it just felt like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i mean it could definitely feel like a party atmosphere i i i definitely i mean anybody who kicks it with, with me apparently that's their issue the next day <laughs> <laughs> i can't do anything the day after i kick you with face in a session well that's your don't, fault that's your fault homie don't Trying do what i do up, yeah i do what i do you do what you do King. but uh hey. i mean by definitely like saw i mean the i think the biggest thing for me and this might this i don't know if this is, sounds funny or kind of surprise but like i think the biggest thing for me joining the crew was i became a better rapper oh yeah you did and I feel like <laughs> that was one thing that I was lacking and not working on and didn't have anybody to like, like the, I feel like a lot of my struggle was, and like you, if you listen to my podcast, I'm always talking about like, I need to start doing more music. I need to get back into music. Like I'm doing events, I'm DJing. And, and you I'm just like, dropped the project, Highways and Pastimes 3. Boom. Pow. SoundCloud. Yeah. That shit is. Fire. Nah, no, I was gonna say my, my best projects, honestly. But like that was to me. I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. toss it to you right now. But for T- me, it toss. was like it was like you guys helped me get my music back in point, and I feel like that helped my whole life kind of get realigned. And that's something that I couldn't find in a team that was also helping me throw events. Right, a lot of people could have like helped me carry speakers and like set up shit and like promote, but like doesn't mean they were gonna well, help uh, me do better music and become a better rapper. You know. Let's be honest. This the circle of rappers, and yeah, I know who you are. You know who I am. The circle of rappers that you were around were not doing what we do. Um, right. So there was. I no, said it. No um, point for me to stay there. Hold up, like hold up, both hold of you guys are good at up. everything else. Like you guys push push this this other side of me right like when you came in the group like he, he was he was already on his rapping like boom but like when i saw it in you like just little things and he helps me he helps me write better you know vice versa but when you came in i was like man i gotta tell him these little parts because this is the only thing that's gonna make him better you're making me better and so is he on that business module you all that's that's well from, i want to say this before I, mean? I forget to say go ahead the the point of us all being monsters is that we inspire ourselves and yeah definitely when, when either one of us falter on any craft we all get on each other's ass and and you guys know there was a point where my bars were getting stagnant my head wasn't in the game because i was thinking about everything else and you guys literally showed me old footage of me you showed me old footage of me barlos and you were like this is you like you don't sound that dope anymore what the fuck and i was like yeah okay, i did that bro. on purpose okay bro and, and and you know that and so like you say I no, and also you're like confident and cocky and i felt like it was almost like uh that point where like i knew i had leveled up uh-huh. and i feel like you you i saw you stagnant and but in your head you're like i'm still doper than you yeah. and i was like hey, i don't know bro i don't know bro and then i had to step it up and i mean now 
That's what that's what you do though. You challenge <laughs> each other. It's all leveling it up at the end of the day. You I know, know but I mean? and Barlos has been cool. consistent with uh, changing his style and and evolving, and I feel like. You know, it that's always kind of lights a fire under my ass. Cause like, I don't want to be the old head, even though I'm the oldest. Well, am I the oldest? No, you're the oldest. But I mean, like, rap-wise, I've probably been rapping longer than both of y'all. Oh, yeah, of know? course. No, and I feel like uh, my style is even more, like, oh, like... Sporadic. Yeah, it's more, like, older, like, yeah. more sane shit. Yeah. Not as much technical wordplay, which I've been trying to get well, better the technical, at. But. This is the funny part is, like, the technical wordplay is old. And it's just like, like, like we're talking Tretch, we're talking Rakim, we're talking M. Uh, you know what I know, mean? No, not before him. Like I'm talking about, like we're talking yeah, Big Daddy Kane, like oh, the, Cool J, like, like, like everything like, st- stagnant. It was not stagnant, but it's very <clears throat> like it just smacks the, you. In the I face, want to say the stagnant. I, I want to. I, I think I, I just my education hip hop, and this is something we always comes up, right? Rakim like, I'm not crazy, a super though. like hip hop head. Rakim the man. Like I, a lot of the stuff that I was listening to was like more mainstream, like right. pop, like and it's like it's less it's and not, i told you i gotta give as, you some knowledge because i mean right. and it's so all, i gave it's, you the list it's all it is no but it, like your list i'm sure it goes like for me what i did when i fell in love with hip-hop was i'm not gonna be one of these kids that don't like and it wasn't even like it is now where people don't know i just knew that hip-hop was before my generation it was before the generation Definitely. before me it was it was like my dad's generation you know what i'm saying and not even yeah, probably my dad. No, even before my dad's generation. Like, hip-hop was, like, what, late 70s? And I knew that I had to go back and, and learn from, this is a hip-hop, a hip, you know, learn that. And they didn't even like that. We've been watching, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, because yeah. it was a sellout song and yeah. somebody all wrote for him. It was just a whole grip of things behind that. But then I had to learn the 80s, and I and I, and I tried to go in chronological order, but we grew up in the, in the time of LimeWire. And so everything I downloaded was just... Yeah. jumbled so i couldn't tell you the amble uh the 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 albums but i could tell you um yeah man big daddy kane definitely fathered jay-z style yeah man Tretchen, dude that smooth operator that Tretchen he did big l definitely gave a lot to m like master ace too and you know master ace and m beefed it but you can't deny that master ace is like a slow down version of eminem style like it 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 it, it, it just is what it is like Everybody burst like for me, like you guys hear me freestyle sometimes and I'll go into that Eminem flow because I grew up on Eminem, you know? Right, right, right. But then like everybody says, like nobody can compare us to anybody when they hear us together. They say the closest thing is Cypress Hill, which is awesome because we're Latino. Southgate? And they're from Southgate. He's Southeast LA. Southeast LA up in this motherfucking. But we're Park, we're unique we in and I feel like I'm unique in a lot of ways because I grew up with Mexicans, so I have a lot of essay terminology, but I'm Ecuadorian, so I have that South American slang, and then I grew up going to New York almost every other year, so I got a lot of the mixtape um, East Coast East Coast foundation, so I have the wordplay, I have the stilo, and I have, like, a different language. You know? Yeah, and for me, it was always just, like, raw expression, right? Yeah. Like, I well, came from rock, like and, Ice like, Cube a, almost. A, a fit, like, I was never allowed to listen to hip hop because right here in this area, like hip hop and bald head and dicky shorts and oh, all yeah. that. I got stabbed for listening to hip hop. Like being around culture black and my mom was I, like, nah, 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 right? I'm just glad so. I really grew up in a musical family, you know? Like, mom didn't restrict what I wanted to listen to. Like, she was like, you, wanna, you want that? Okay, fine. I'll get it for you. Because I knew what it was. No, yeah. See, like, like for me, me and my brother, we were like the first. Like my mom's and my dad. Yeah, I'm Dude, my mom had no my, music. My mom shit. had Ready to Die and fucking Tupac's greatest hits in the fucking seat. Like, bro, I was I was tripping as a kid. I'm like, what is this? No, my my aunt. <laughs> and I'm gonna say this now, and I I don't know if she knows this. Actually, my tia Hortensia, man, 
um there was something about me that was different i think always growing up i always was like expressing myself through poetry and through art thanks to my unk probably out. had that look too shout out <laughs> unk but once once smurf introduced me to what hip-hop is my aunt and i started telling her i'm rapping my aunt started like feeding me man i remember she gave me the tupac greatest hit album and i studied that shit from front to back back to oh. front both cds i was whoo and she was like you could you could use this mijo but it's mine and i remember i gave i burnt it you know i don't know if she was aware that you could burn things back there but i burnt it <laughs> I, I downloaded it into my computer and dude I was in love with two rappers, style-wise. I was Eminem and Pac, man, and and then I and then I remember when I discovered Big Pun and Immortal Technique. Oh my God! And then Nas, the Illmatic CD, literally stayed in my car for a whole summer. Like I didn't put anything else on. The Illmatic CD was on repeat. Yo, when I when I heard it's, the world is yours, I was like, bro. see, I think NBA like, Street, nigga. One of like <laughs> the the biggest differences between us, and this like has a lot to do with the music, is that like I had a whole different like music career before rapping, right? Like I used to be in a ska reggae band. Shout out La Pobreska. Actually, my homie Abe is the one that let us borrow the GoPro. Thank you, my boy. Shout out to Abe. Uh, so like at that like at that time like i was always listening to like ska and reggae and punk like i was like that was like the culture that i was that's that's the shit that i was studying (laughs) though you know what i mean like when you say you were listening to all these artists like i was like listening to like the specials and sublime and trying to get into like all these other like bob marley like i have his whole discography and like leftover crack and like just all this there was just a whole nother education that was going on you know and i came to hip-hop like Later, well, even though I was birthed it was, in it was quick for me in the '90s in this area, it was impossible to not know. Well, no, I remember I met somebody from Southgate, and fucking Tupac, and yeah, my my well, no, my 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 sister went to school with this girl from Southgate or Cudahy, and she's Mexican, grew up Mexican, you know, Stilo, um, old school Mexican Stilo, and I remember when I got to her college to visit. Um, shout out to my sister; she introduced me to a lot of this hip hop. Um, Lola. when I got to yeah, shout out to Lola. When she when I got th- when I got there, uh, she told me that she had never that girl. I'm not gonna say her name because I don't know if she wants her business out there. That girl had never heard of Tupac. Ever heard of Tupac? I don't know. Wow. Man, that, I don't know. Then she's deprived. I don't know what else to say. No, she. I mean, she was she was put up on it. She liked all of that. I think after. Um, but yeah, she was deprived as a child, you know. But I mean, but I feel like Southeast LA, and what I was trying to say with that statement was that Southeast LA was its own thing. Like for sure, I used to come out here with my cousin Brandy, so I was aware of it. Southeast LA had the best fans. I would go to gigs. And they had these little small-time backyard bands had the best followings, bro. Like, I remember being back there. And then they were down. There was honor amongst these these, 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 no? these events, these backyard gigs. There was, like, this weird, like, this is right and this is wrong. If you're in the pit and somebody falls, pick them up. Um, yeah, you could be mad about the pit, but once you get out the pit, it's done. Like, stuff like that. I learned that in Southeast L.A., which is funny to me. And I tell you all the time that now I'm always here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned, and that we were probably, like, at similar places, yeah, similar times yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like some fucking I lost fucking shit, just 
crash or crash yeah. like yeah we basically were probably in the same part you probably saw like a cholo looking like dude. some fucking ball head for and i was like i'm gonna stay away from yeah this guy. and i was like skinny like if you guys watched on my block this dude fucking cheesy ass season and i either had like a big ass fro or laps I, I was goofy i was always I goofy, like the 19th dog. street kid if you watch on my block i look like the 19th street kid bad day. i was horrible. always goofy even when i was trying to be a greaser and i had like a pomp and i wore creepers and all that i, was, I still look goofy oh uh, man yeah, i was in like i was probably in air force and dickies and a big ass t-shirt right in a hoodie if it was cold. i just i just look like a little baller like <laughs> have my kobe's on and a kobe t kobe fucking jersey you know spaceship shit, kobe's like, those shits are fire no man they're not so, i mean i think like <laughs> i think oh, if you get them back in that i, I heard they were comfortable they were really comfortable they look like fucking back to the future shoes there's a perfect segue into like the whole second part because i think we're almost like at an hour soon uh-huh. so we got to get into like this phase three resistance and kind of you already started touching on it right like southeast la and my personal story of this area is like you know the the pachuco riots were here and like the allen theater was here which was like a fucking big ska punk venue and kind of like it gave this area its own identity you know like we were always like why the fuck do we have to go to your side like why do we have to go to like a lot of shows were in South Central, mm-hmm. in the hood where it was dangerous. A lot of shows were like, "Oh, it's dangerous." Yeah, baby. <laughs> no, I mean, I know. Like, I was straight to witness to shit that, like, you yeah. know, like I yeah, did, like some yeah. shit that, like, seeing movies fucking, type shit. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. Now the party would be and cracking, and then all of a sudden, I show saw pop off. Or even like venues, like up, my bro. my what? my brother used to play at the hood, the bro. whiskey and the Roxy and all these spots, That's and like the yeah. like they never wanted to let the like or like i mean the knitting factory like a lot of dope hip-hop there by the way so like yeah but there was also like a lot of dope like scott like so there was uh this area had its own kind of like identity and like that's that whole revolution resistance community communism so that's where you got that from yeah it was because i was in a revolutionary ska hardcore band that was all about like che guevara was our logo and And you know you know my shit comes from my grandfather right 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 socialist revolutionary in ecuador and then homies come like cuba and them fucking escaping all that shit so like and his, his grandfather was a musician, you know? Like, I, I think it's crazy that we all have these origins that all led us to be, like, kind of revolutionaries. Um, like, we grew up with it in our blood. Mom called me a rebel the other day. Turn me the fuck out. Hell yeah, she's we are like, rebels, yeah. She's like, why are you like this? You're a rebel, huh? I'm like, well, yeah. What? Nah, like, my, <laughs> my dad was the first fucking Latino mayor of Huntington Park after, like, lose. You know, he lost, like, seven, eight times in a row. Oh, I didn't know and, that. And, like, one. That Damn, was, that's like, where you get your... Perseverance, what? determination. Those are his things. Like, his business card, those were the definitions were on the back. He that's was right, on the baby. front, like... And on the back, it was, like, determination, you know? His thing was, like... uh I think he said like success is not is not whether you win or lose. It's like being able to lose and get back up and that's keep going. That's crazy. You know? That's literally what like I try to teach my daughters. It's like every time you fall, you're closer to winning. Every time you fall, you're closer to that success. And a and loss like, is your greatest winning. My, my my daughter fell the other day in Ecuador. She fell like with her bag and she got up and she's like, Daddy, we just get up, dust ourselves off and keep going, right? And I was like, Which one was that? Dude. Victoria, I was like, damn, baby, yes, that's she, what we did. She's the one that looks you. most I like you, too. I you to be a monster. I was like, yeah, I mean, they are all monsters. Sure. You met them, but, um, and yeah, so the resistance is. And I think it, it showed in our, our shows, too. Yeah. Like, that whole thing about us wanting to bring high quality, high content, like, high, like, being to able, the hood, being to me, to, bring, to me, Barrio, yeah. To bring 
local acts to a bigger stage right because right. everything was getting swallowed and up. bring bigger like, acts to the smaller stages right, right? like live nation spaceland yeah. golden voice they were taking over everything it was like we are the resistance baby like we we started i feel like we didn't even realize we were doing that um really we were resisting like this whole takeover that these white-owned conglomerates are taking over um, like anti-immigrant anti-lgbtq anti-humanity yeah, yeah. type mm-hmm. shit, anti-humanity know? really is what it is because you know um we're all human at the end of the day it's not about race but it's unfortunate that certain races tend to follow a certain trend and um people in power the class system like it's it's effed up but i feel like we were unknowingly feeling a void i mean that's why we were so successful i think so is that we were feeling a void of like we deserve the good things mid high level you know mid to large event that was bringing high level production high level entertainment the artist paying the people that were like us and making that our brand like yeah. really being about that to be, to be honest a lot of them didn't even think they were gonna get yeah, paid that, my and favorite. That, that face that look is is beautiful <sighs> to them like i mean people don't even want to take it sometimes yeah my favorite feeling was when i would give them the envelope and they'd be like oh what's this i, mean, I got something for you right before they go on stage some of them you know i didn't make an agreement to pay them but most of them i i the bigger ones of course but like the people who were like on you the had low, a budget for them like yeah i had, I'm gonna I had give a little, little, little some for love them. yeah and even if it wasn't necessarily lied but it was like yo man here's here's this envelope and they'd be like what's in this like oh a couple of drink tickets and like you know thirty dollars forty dollars fifty dollars for for gas and your trouble and they'd be like what their face dude i remember verbs was like i'm pro rapper this is pro rapper shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the yeah. truth bro like yeah. people dedicate their time that's why they're on stage that's why we book them as well like it's it's messed up to think like that like even even if it's thirty forty dollars, bro, you got a meal, you got gas home, and maybe you could get yourself a gram if you smoke. You know what I mean? Or an eighth if you got yeah. the right plug. And I mean, like, <laughs> and I think that was one thing that I wanted to do was like make sure that like I was getting a budget <laughs> and trying to like pay artists because <laughs> what happened? You got the, the corona. You got the no, corona. I went the wrong tube. Huh? <laughs> no, like that. Like obviously, you can't pay everybody, and some people you are giving them a platform and other people are bringing value to your platform. And so you try to pay accordingly to folks that you, that I, I always try to pay people that I think were bringing the draw value. Like to the people that end. you didn't, you didn't tell you were going to pay, but then you saw they brought 10 people, they kept the bar lit and they bought food or merch. And you're like, okay, this person obviously is investing. Or I told them like, yo, I'm going to hook you up with a couple of drinks and maybe some gas money. Uh, and that maybe, wasn't, you know, and that maybe. wasn't like a designated, like, this is what you're going to get. And then you give them like 25 bucks and you tell them hey this is all i can afford to pay you but like right i wish yeah. i could give you more and they're just like damn i didn't think i was gonna get shit like and, and, and that's and, the best and, feeling dude you give them back we have hearts bro like people like i said going back to dedicated to your craft like you come out you show out you bring people you know something you guys have taught me i've seen it just sitting in the game when guy could be a great rapper but you got four people and you want to be an asshole uh, man no. i don't care i don't care if you got a hundred people you an asshole you cut no, and that's why, like, sometimes, like, I mean, I've booked people who they didn't perform well. Yeah. Or, like, I don't like their performance, but they, they brought all their friends, and they were lit, and they were drinking, and I was like, Man. well, here's, you got what you, you know, you but got so, what you get. So, I think that's the, the first part of the resistance phase, right? Like, we were unknowingly already doing that, but then when this crisis no, happened. Prior to the crisis, though, then when we, when we really linked up, and we hooked up with Keys, and we uh-huh. started doing those community shows uh-huh. like 
high schools yeah boys and girls club like we started Heights, like man. that was dope right we started dope. doing shows for like people like us Shout out trying to, to trying to bring them like not, not to mention my bad I didn't mean to cut you off not to oh, mention yeah, no, the the the, uh, the river uh, oh that was you yeah oh yeah, yeah. no that's the, we're, yeah you that was I mean? it's all in the same shit because yeah. we were doing that the high school shit and the youth shit and bringing like entertainment and like conscious hip hop to like young people and relatable hip hop at yeah. the same time we're doing like the fucking Vernon Huntington Park closed streets with La Sonora Dinamita yeah I did that. And then, like, we're on the river, and we're doing, like, the festival, you know, like, on the L.A. River. Like, so. I mean, that was all. All of that was, like, that was, like, the community-based side, you know. And I was doing shows with, like, collectives and doing fundraisers and doing stuff with the city. And, like, so all of us were really, like, on that community tip. Yeah, and 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 we were about to do a fire ass hip hop show. It was gonna be the biggest one. It was. was We had lead ups, we had market warmers, it was beautiful. And we were trying to like put on people who we think don't usually get put on but we're always deserve to like, you know. Exactly. And 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 so when and the crisis hit. Yeah, and then the crisis hit And your grandfather My grandfather passed, rest in peace. You know, El Rojo. Um that's what they called him. Um, Alfredo Merchan. My bad, I didn't mean to hit you with that, but and that's it's, cool. it's, it's in the uh, notes. <laughs> it's in the it's show cool. notes. It's <laughs> cool. I just, you know, I just realized that you know the crisis hit and my grandfather passed, and I was like, we gotta go to Ecuador, and I didn't know if I was even gonna be here for these events. I managed to find a way to be here for the events, and then while I'm out there, literally, you know, I'm dealing with burying my grandfather and all the emotions and all the people I got in Ecuador and that feeling and as that's happening my whole world in la is crashing down all the events we had planned all the the things we worked so hard for are crashing and, and i'm gonna be real with you and not just you like the whole team right yeah, it's like everything my shit got canceled uh jamie Max, jelani jelani higher ground promo every, yeah. lost work like bro it, i work at wolf gang fucking puck like at la live i, I don't LA have live shit closed bro down. Like, you know it. the, Lake, the lakers out, like, <laughs> the, the 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 china supply stopping warehouse is getting shut down homies getting laid off because there's no fucking Work. deliveries yeah. there's no warehouse jobs events are closed my, my heart was already broken basically because you're was, because of the passing yeah and and i mean that was my hero man it's like my my dream was always for him to see me on Univision, man. Like that was that was my dream, bro. We were gonna yeah. get there. We're gonna uh, be there. But no worries. So even then I was in Ecuador, so I had shows planned out this weekend coming up and uh to tour at least to make the most of being out there and people were telling me you guys were informing me on what was happening in LA and come back out here and like i'm gonna be real with you man when i was in ecuador i was like fuck it i'll just stay here man fuck everyone but then you know i got to the point where it was like if i'm stuck out here how can i help my people out there and then we got the flight and then i was like as soon as i land i'm gonna figure out because everybody was crying about supplies everybody was worried about how they're gonna get paid everybody was worried about all that shit and you know um we're blessed to have an investor we're blessed to be able to make content and get paid for it or get people paid for it and i live a very 
privileged life and have a lot of my shit taken care of just because of like careful Same. planning you know and like yeah. of our of our ancestors and shit so 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 i, I think, know what it is i think you guys saw it too when i landed and i, I called the meeting right away and i was like honestly you were a little like too aggressive <laughs> just because of where we were at yeah. on this side like i was depressed for sure i mean i, was I am a, i was still hurt fun. as you can see like but. like like I literally was like cleaning for three days and I don't even clean like you were stressed yeah and I, I stress was, eat and I was eating I'm vegan and in Ecuador I ate everything yeah so you yeah yeah you know um and I and think like it stuck my it fucked my stomach up I'm never not going to be vegan again I'm and sorry. just <laughs> and just personally like I, I was on my time. own journey too like I had just gotten out of like the longest most serious relationship I had been in I had I'm about to be one year vegan like a lot of shit moving up was going it was like a lot yeah and then this shit hit and like also we were supposed to have all these events i had we hadn't even announced this shit like yeah i'm just saying if you you could do it if you could do it bro i could always do it you know what i mean yeah your shits be smelling like something died bro you need to get on that shit yeah you need to do vegan bro yeah Uh, even if it's only like a 28 day cleanser or not even that just do like eat me once a week like something cool. something i'm gonna I'm be a pescatarian that's cool that's cool i had basically Low i key. didn't have any meat until the last day i was in ecuador i had fish the whole time and so now you're re- you're dedicated back to the being vegan and well, like it's, the, it's, the obvious health difference it's the combo bro you bro, drink, I you, think drink you drink three modelos and you fucking eat some meat and it's like <sighs> all right yeah not even go there um right. but, but just give me some vegan cheese well some to celery get, so to i get hit, us back on track yeah, i hit the ground running when i got here because um at my grandfather's funeral he uh people went up and spoke about how he was this revolutionary for the people and all the stories i heard about him was how he put people on he didn't care what your faults were you didn't believe it right at first i mean it's i believed it but it was something legendary like it was like yeah, all right. It was disconnected. Like, you weren't super yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he all said, right. uh, yeah, all right. like, I My grandpa was I knew, dope. I knew, cool. I knew yeah. there was a lot of truth to it, but then it was also like, I'm hearing it from his sons, who are obviously going to like... Um, pump them up. Pump them up. Yeah, and, but you then know, you from from strangers. And, and, and then, but then, you know, my mom is a very factual person, so she never really told me a lot about my grandfather, but when she wrote out his eulogy, she broke down his story, and I was like, dude, that was my grandfather. And then literally getting drunk with my uncles and, you know, people that never really spoke, because my grandfather wasn't the type of person to tell you who he was, but his actions told you who he was. And the people around him who spoke on him told you who he was. And hearing the way people praised him you know um even with all his faults because you know i I knew his faults as well as his his glories um um all i heard like echoing was unity pueblo mi gente fight no matter what hasta la muerte hasta la victoria siempre it's family it's god then it's family then it's your pueblo you know and yes. or your your country yeah, yeah. and 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 i literally came back with that in my mind and i was like yo man no matter what we're gonna make sure that our people keep hope keep supplies and 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 just keep humanity and and i know i came and i was like you know i came here and i was just like yo man what are we gonna do what are we, what are we gonna do like we gotta we gotta make sure everybody got this everybody got that and and i know you were like throwing off at first sneaky well honestly dog because like yeah i was just hit really hard by this shit you know i mean yeah you lost all like 
I'm fortunate. Like my most productive. The only thing that I really liked about myself right now was how productive and killing it I was, and like I don't have that anymore. You do. And what are we doing right now? I mean, we're figuring it out. But that's but what like, we do. But we that's adapt why, or like, die. I started cleaning, started organizing my record. Like I feel like I had to like all the shit that I've been holding off. Like I had no excuse to not do it, and it was totally fucking with like my whole like world view right. was impacted and when you're like i want to work i was like damn boy, i don't even want to be myself right now yeah, like, and it wasn't even so much about the time. Work, but like i wanted to create content like we still like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get my photographers my models my videographers and my crew and my extended crew paid but like i just well that i mean what's up with our patreon like we're <laughs> gonna get our patreon cracking yeah, and, and like, we're gonna pay people off with that. But uh, also, I'm gonna speak to you know investor um, comes comes back into town next week, and I'm gonna talk to him about the budget. Um, but and I mean, he already kind of gave me the okay, but I just gotta get the numbers right. And and my whole thing is like, all right, so I can't pay people right now, but um, like I came back with a bag of, of fucking toilet paper from Ecuador. Um, I know people are out here needing toilet paper. People out here needing goods, and you know, you guys squad looked out for me, got me some supplies, and you we know the deal. And then, and and I nah, just and we distributed some shit to people that needed shit, and, like, and we're still distributing. So if you guys are out there, you guys let are listening. Us know. And that's like the whole point of all this. And yeah, I think like we finally took a roundabout way, but just because a lot's going on right now, and our whole model is gonna shift to this online fucking behind the scenes get to really know what we're about content and a lot of that starts with us making sure that we survive this epidemic pandemic that all of our people who are in our network have the things they need they have the support they need um and we're gonna try to like figure out ways to generate fucking income and opportunities as well as like just take care of people like in a material just way just keep can. washing your hands and don't be sneezing on people and, cover and up don't like, go out if you don't have to like the, literally the only place that i'm going is home studio grandma's and that's it you better wash your hands and 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 you know i'm blessed to have a, a, a good solid job so i have i have my job is secured um you know my day job and and I'm okay with helping people. Like, I, I, of course, have my family and all that. But, you know, I, I went and stood in line in Costco twice because they only get let you get one pack of paper towel. I mean, of, of basically anything. Any, anything, yeah, anything. And, and, and I got one, one thing of the essentials twice. And, you know, um, if you out there and you need something, um, let's barter. Let's figure something out. Um, if you're out there and you have plenty and you're plentiful and you're in your goods and stock, tell me what you have and we could figure out what you barter with other people. The one thing we really got to do right now is keep the energy of community alive and keep hope in each other alive because humanity, it, it's, it's beautiful, but it's ugly. And if we start to let this fear control us, we're going to be killing each other for nothing, and it's going to be worse than the riots, you know? Community, unity, peace, and love, man. That's yeah, exactly. You know, it's and it's like, it's the most important thing to me right now is to make sure my kids, you know, my family at home, and my loved ones, Mub Clan and extended uh, musical family is, is, is good. And even if you're not part of that family, let me know if you need something. Let us know. Yep. It doesn't matter if you think we had beef. I don't have beef with anybody, bro. 
if you have beef, it's in your head. So if if you think we have beef and you need something, still reach out. If you don't want to talk to me, reach out to Bottles, reach out to Sneaky. Like let's let's keep you know, it. I love everybody and I fuck hit with everybody. Up. So you know, hit me up. You know my IG is in the DMs. I ain't giving you my number unless you have it already. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's not something I'm giving out. Same number, same hood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna post this. Well, where the fuck are we gonna post this? We're gonna post probably. Well, you said you're gonna cut up certain yeah, parts. Put ship, snippets in, in different and then places we'll, we'll, and we'll see if you want the whole thing. Um, as we are doing this, we do need some funding, so we're gonna put some of this on Patreon for the whole thing. You can see it on Patreon. Um, so that's probably how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the last part, the public service announcement, the the message. First. I'm gonna put that up for free. Uh huh. And then if people want to hear all the origin shit and the backstory and all that, they can fucking go for a dollar, donate whatever they want, and, like, get the behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah. And now we're going to start generating a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage. There's going to be... We have a bunch of shit that we're going to be doing to, like, entertain ourselves because we're on lockdown. And and y'all, because, like, at the end of the day, we're the entertainers. Like, we... We try to bring people together, and that's kind of why we're suffering the most right now. So yeah. that people can't come together. I mean, so, we're suffering in the way that, and we not yeah, we yeah. can't perform, but we can create. I don't <laughs> want to say suffering like oh my god, because obviously there's real people. I'm not trying to diminish, but just I'm just saying like our whole thing is we still want to fucking bring people together, and if we gotta do that digitally, then that's what we did. Like I set up my fucking apartment studio C. And uh, you know we got the fuck it. we got the camera, and we're gonna get a micro HD cord so we could do this shit live. And um, I have to get some internet probably. So shit. the quarantine the flows start, in full right effect. The sooner we start generating shit, the the better. And so um, we if will... y'all need help or you want to help, we are gonna be a network and conduit. So like I said, help. the Patreon isn't about greed. It's not about us just making money off this. We are trying to supply people. We are trying to gather our funds together and and even make as many runs as we need to to get people what they need and you know, gas, time and groceries are not free. So donate what you can. We'll figure out a pricing for this whole thing and just do what you can. We love you all. Um, stay strong. Remember, Mub Clan is a resistance, and the resistance is, is hope. hope. All right. All praise to the Most High. You dig? One love, y'all. Till next time, sneaky out. Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect while I feast. The labels picking up the check, then I leave to catch my set. The audience never forgets when I'm on stage. Their serotonin drips with each phrase from my lips. Each riff that he rips, the sway of the hips while I'm signing the tips.